The host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in this world. This is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast. I have such an amazing guest. Um, her name is Amy Hesper. And I say this, right, because she was one of the first people that came up to me and said hi to me when I went to this event where this network we're a part of, and we have been friends ever since. Um, she's just an amazing human being, everybody, and you're going to enjoy her story. So what I like to do, Amy, is have you introduce yourself, like who you are and what it is you do, and then we're going to get rocking and rolling. So go ahead. Okay. Well, thanks for having me on uh, today, Max. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, So I am Amy Hesper. I am an inspirational fluid artist. And if you don't know what fluid art is, think of it as uh, paint without a paintbrush. You pour paint on a canvas. That's fluid art. Um, And so within that fluid art, I create visual meditations and spiritual connections through my artwork. And it's very therapeutic. Uh, and of course, I started using uh, fluid art uh, as a way to deal with stress and anxiety, especially during 2020 uh, when the lockdowns took place. And it was just a way for me to basically pour out all of my emotions uh, from the day, uh, any stress or anxiety or frustrations um, or, you know, even sadness from not being around other people. Um, and so, of course, uh, after spending the better of 40 years not believing in myself, not accepting myself or loving myself, I decided to write a book uh, in order to love myself. And that recently published uh, on November 4th and became an Amazon bestseller, which is just absolutely surreal. But my biggest passion is encouraging others. Uh, when I see someone having a bad day or just kind of, you know, they say something where I pick up that it's just maybe a bad day or they're a little sad or depressed Uh, just to reach out and make sure that they feel heard, seen, and loved, of course, encouraged as well. Yes, and she's really good at that uh, because I have firsthand experience. But anyway, I I, I 
I joined her and I belong to the same network. You've heard me talk about it, everybody, Apex. And and it was funny. We I joined right when COVID, like I joined and then COVID hit. And I was like, oh great, I'm joining this network, but now I don't get to do anything, right? So I, I met uh Amy at first online, right, through our group and stuff like that. And then in 2021, I got to actually meet her face to face at a live event. And um, you know, she's been a good friend ever since. Um, and let me tell you, so like when she heard that I had lost my granddaughter and my son almost had a stroke, she was one of the people that reached out and was always there to lend an ear. Um, and we got on the phone, we talked, we would chat on Facebook messenger. Uh, she's just a wonderful human being, everybody. So you're in for a really treat during this episode because she's got a lot to share. So pay attention. Um, I have her book in my hand. It's an awesome book. Um, I have, I won a contest one day. I just happened to pop in on the live she was doing. And then I said, I, I forgot what I said, the colors and I ended up winning. So I have her art in my home, which is very beautiful. Thank you, Amy. Um, You're um, so Amy, um, like you and I have talked in depth about some of our struggles that we've gone through, like in the last couple of years, right? Not only COVID, but like things that have happened with our family, um, like tell the audience, like, what are some of those challenges, um, that you have gone through, right? That has not only shaped you as a human being, but made you better, even though it didn't feel like it at the time, because I've watched Amy go through some struggles and she always comes out through the other side and always has kind words for everybody around her. Um, how did that, like, what are some of the challenges you've gone through that you could help people with that might go, I feel like I'm all alone, but we know like I've never been alone since I started getting, you know, or got sober. And then especially with joining Apex. So share that with some of the audience, some of the challenge you've gone through challenges. Uh, <clears throat> oh goodness. Um, I would have to say the the biggest challenges or struggles that I have gone through, um, and you kind of mentioned that is just the loss, um, and of course that started in two thousand two for me when I lost my twelve year old brother, um, and that was the absolute darkest time in my life um and i was mid-20s so i wasn't you know young myself but it was the first person who i had lost that i was very close to of course being a brother but right. um when my stepdad would go offshore he worked uh two weeks on, two weeks off. So when he was gone, then it kind of fell to me to help raise my brothers, uh, especially when my mom was gone uh, working or you know, whatever right. she was doing at the time, wouldn't be at home. Um, so we, you know, would get off the school bus and have to cook, you know, cook us dinner or help them with homework or just, you know, be there to care for them. And um, it was, it really rocked my world. Um, and back then, even though I grew up 
uh, and my grandmother is the reason for my faith. So I kind of had a little bit of a foundation, but I was not, I guess, as deep seated in my faith back then. And I didn't understand it. You know, I'm like, he's 12 years old. He still has the rest of his life to live, you know, and I was very, very angry with God, you know, when he passed away because I didn't understand it. It didn't make sense. Um, and there was a lot of, of grief, guilt, I guess you could say, you know, being a sibling and thinking, oh, well, you know, maybe I could have been nicer, you know, maybe I was a mean sister, you know, did he really know that I loved, wow. you know, loved him? And I mean, I really got in my head in a bad, bad way. Um, and there were so many days that I just wanted to end it all. And um, it, um, and it, this may be weird for some people in in your listening audience to hear but I was so close to formulating whatever type of plan uh, that I was going to do um, and I remember one night having a dream of my brother and it was like the most realist it was like the most real dream you could ever have uh you know and my brother was there and I remember just you know grabbing a hold of him and just like I mean bear hugging him you know and just crying and uh saying I'm so sorry you know if I was ever mean I love you I love you you know I'm so sorry and he was like I know you love me it's okay and just, you know, having that dream and when I woke up, I mean, of course, it was just kind of like, was that real? Was that a dream? And after that dream, like all of those thoughts of wanting to end everything just kind of went away. Now, I'm not going to say, you know, totally bright, sunshiny, you know, Amy after right. that, because I'm still grieving. but. It was the the darkness, you know, that deep, dark pit that I was in just kind of seemed to fade away in a sense. So it didn't feel like I was buried in right. everything that that I was going through. So um, and it was years later um, that I feel like God finally gave me an answer to my number one question of why. And he took him to save other people. And at first I was like, okay. Well, but then it hit me, me and my brother, the weekend after he passed away, me and him were both baptized and dedicated our life to the Lord that weekend following his death. And then after that, uh, my stepdad even started going to church and reading the Bible, which uh, was huge because we never really went to church. You know, I never heard him right. talk about God or anything like that. But um, it, 
you know, not that it gave me the warm and fuzzy, but it was like he finally gave me that answer. And so ever since then, it's like, okay, we go through tragedies and we go through all these things. And while we're we're going through them, it's absolutely feels like it's the end of the world, but something good came from the tragedy. And that was me dedicating my life, me, you know, starting to walk more in my faith, draw closer to God, the same with my brother, and then even my stepdad. And I mean, it just kind of, it kind of gives me goosebumps now, you know, when I sit and think about it and, and talk about it, but, uh, you know, and it's, and I don't know if I put it in my book, but it's almost makes me question, you know, had that happened, would I have ever taken that step? Would my brother have ever taken that step? Right. You know, would my have, you know, would he have ever gone to church? Um, you know, I, I honestly, I, I can't answer that question. Um, so that's, you know, from from that to to get through. And there's been a lot more loss uh, since my brother and um, each one has maybe helped um help maybe me to see different things through each loss right. uh maybe um certain things uh to take into the next one or just continual continually uh building that faith of okay well you know we're never promised tomorrow so we need to make the most of each and every day that we have and regardless, you know, if it's if we're doing big things or small things, it doesn't matter as long as we're using our gifts and talents, you know, to make the world a better place or be better people. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing you brought up a great point, right? Because as you know, right, because you were there for me and, and you talked to me when I was going through some rough times and like when we're in it, right, we really don't, we're like, we don't want to hear that, like, you know, because we're like, we're grieving, right? We're not happy. And trust me, you should have seen some of the conversations I've had with God, like, you know, here, come here, God, like, sit down. I need to talk to you. Like, come, you need to be right here because I want you to listen loud and clear. I don't like this, right? And he's, yeah. You know, and I always imagine him just putting his arm around me and going, you're going to be all right. You know what I mean? But, uh, and some of them have not been that nice, right? <laughs> but, yeah, you know, like you, right? Like if you're strong in your faith, whatever that is, you know, for the audience, whatever that is for you, right? When you, you know, there's a purpose for even the pain that we go through, right? Because now Amy's in a place that she can help so many other people, not not, not just through her art now, but through her book. Uh, and we'll get into that. But, um, you know, it's good. People need to hear your story, Amy, because we're, you know, I want them to people to know that they're not alone when they're going through a struggle, whether it's loss, whether it's 
you know, addiction or depression or anxiety is that there's people out here. And that's why I, I wanted you to become a guest because I know you've been, as they say, through the ringer, right? Especially lately, you know, I know you lost your mother and, you know, you're, you're talking about your brother and other losses, but there's a reason. And even though we don't always understand or what the rhyme or reason is to these things we go through, right? But you, I think you nailed it. It's because there's something we need to learn, right? And that it's going to allow us to help people, not only ourselves, but others to become better human beings, right? As like in our group to be uh, our best and most elite version of ourselves, right? Um, because, you know, I mean, we've all gone through struggles and, um, you know, like I didn't understand either. And I was like you, like with my brother, right? I'll never get those answers. Like, okay, he took his own life. Like, why? You know, like he had all the support that a, a man or anybody could have around him. But then on the other, you know, being a recovering addict and alcoholic myself, I understand that that point you get to sometimes of being isolated and depressed and you feel like there's no way out. Right. And, um, you know, to like my three month old granddaughter, you know, to go, okay, I don't understand this God. Right. You know, I don't get it. Uh, but then I do get it. It's weird. Um, but it was always, always good for me to know that I was not alone in my journey. Right. I could, I reached out to you many times that we've had chats on, on our messenger, even on the phone and, and in person, uh, when I was out there, when we met in Texas, um, you know, and the audience, what I think you're you're conveying to them is like, yes, we're going to go through challenges, but if you're strong in your faith, right, and you have the right people around you, you're going to be able to get through anything, right? And talk to God, whatever or whoever that is for you, right? Like have those conversations because sometimes you just need to get it out, right? And yeah. it, it doesn't matter because... Uh, uh, you would laugh at me, Amy, at some of the conversations I've had. You'd be like, whoa, you know, like, okay, Dax. Yeah, I get it. But I think I'm going to leave you and God alone for this one. You know what I mean? But yeah. Um, um, but here's the thing. Here's the beauty of all those challenges I've gone through. I became friend friends with Amy Hesper. Like I've added to my support network, right? So it's like God says, you're going through this stuff. Here's another person. You have no excuse to not reach out and ask for help or talk to someone. So you don't have to go through it alone. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? You know, oh, yeah, and, definitely. You know, and so share with the audience, like some of those, like conversations you've had with others or things that have helped you get through those challenges. Cause I know you're like me. We'll post it, right? We won't get into detail, but we'll say, hey, we're struggling, right? Because we know we'll get the help if we do that, right? Like sometimes you have to be brave enough to go, look, I feel all alone. I need help. And then the, the help shows up, as they say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, since joining uh, the Apex group, I would say I felt like I've had more of that support system you know, that you talk about and being able to just say, hey, I'm struggling with X, Y, or Z and somebody step up to the plate because they've gone through something similar themselves. And, um, you know, you mentioned me just losing my mom and, um, and that season was 
extremely, extremely difficult um, because she had already gone through one cancer battle in 2015. And, you know, I was doing all the things for her then. And um, she ended up leaving from from down here at the house and kind of, um, you know, turned her back on me in a sense um, because I had approached her, you know, about the medications and things like that uh, because, you know, she had she had taken some some medications for a very long time and I had expressed concern about that not not concern of you know her taking things because she had cancer because i knew she needed it but it was the the volume at that time oh, yeah. and she she just i think she got more upset and took it in um as me saying that she didn't need anything at all and I think it was just, you know, of course, a, a really hard time in general, but um, it really hurt me because she had, you know, basically lied to other family members and said that, you know, I wasn't doing what, you know, what she needed. And it really cut me to the core because I'm like, I've done all of this for you, but now you're going to you know, lie about me. And so when she was diagnosed again, I was like, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give up, you know, where I'm at now to, to come and help you, you know, because mm -hmm. you reverted back to, you know, old ways, you know, when you were basically cancer free and, you know, it just brought up all of, all of those emotions from the first time. And, um, you know, I, I told my brother, I'm like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do this, this time, you know, I, I, cause I had like stepped, like stepped back, kind of put that boundary up, you know, after that. And then I was up there and basically just got a lot of stuff off of my chest with her, and after doing that, it kind of broke down that wall. And so I was able to have more compassion and even a desire to care for her right. this last time. Um, but there was another family member who made the situation a lot more difficult than it needed to be during this time. and. Um, just made a lot of things about themselves and um, put a lot more stress on me and my brother and tried to act like we weren't doing, you know, enough when me and him worked full time. He has a family. I have, you know, a family of my own and, you know, we're taking turns every weekend and going up there and being away and doing, you know, doing everything that we can. And it was extremely stressful. And there were so many days 
where if it wasn't for some of the good, solid connections that I had from people with Apex just checking in on me, I I, I don't know. I, I probably would have picked up some of the bad habits and, right. you know, picked up and went with the alcohol because that was my family. You know, they were lots of alcoholics in the family, my mom and my stepdad included. So went through all of that and watched that. And so it, if it had not been for those good connections, um, I'm afraid I probably would have, you know, probably started taking the wrong, wrong path. So right. extremely grateful. Yeah. Thank God for those people, right? That showed up right when you needed them or were there yeah. to, uh, you know, even the ones when we're like, you know how you get through moments where like you're having a tough time. You're like, I just want to be left alone. But you're like, think about it. You go, thank God you showed up right when you did. Cause like you said, we mm-hmm. could, we could have easily turned down a wrong road and, not even be having this conversation about, you know, like your book and your art right. and just the, the, the kind and loving human being that you are. And right. Cause you've done that for, I've seen you, you've done that for a lot of people too, who have needed it. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's why I love our, our group so much, right. Is because there is a lot of love and caring for other people, right. When, you know, all is said and done. Yeah. We're all trying to build things, build businesses and, and, and you know, do this and stuff. But when it comes down to it, right, like like Amy is one of those people, everybody that like you can count. If you reached out to her, she'd make time for you and sit there and talk with you because she's done that with me. And and that's why I thought it was important to have her here because, right, even when we think people like are being strong for us, right, we know that it's going to come a time where they're going to need us, right? So, um, you know, but as you know, Amy, right, like those challenges, even though at the time think – we're thinking like, oh, we ever going to get through this, right? Like, it's tiring, right? I'm sad, I'm right. It does make us right sharper. Yeah. Like, you know, the, we come out of the fire sharper mm-hmm. and and stronger uh, and ready to help the next person, right? And you know, and that's why I, I love you so much because you're always there for everybody. I always see your posts. Your posts always brighten my day. You know, um, so. Um, Thank you for for being so vulnerable and and sharing your story with us and and you know letting us know where where you've been and how you're coming out of all that time because it's sad to lose a parent. I mean, no matter what you've gone through, that's still your mom, you know, and it's it's tough and um you've gone through it with a lot of grace and dignity. So, um let's get into something a little bit brighter and and happier and and tell the like what what was the event or the the what was it that caused you to go okay i'm gonna write a book her book is called everybody love yourself like god loves you a devotional journal with bible verses to renew your mind it's an awesome book but tell the audience like what gave you the idea to do something like this amy because it's it's wonderful well, when actually when I started writing the book, uh, I had got into a, another pretty uh, dark and depressive um, state. And um, it was just one of those seasons of going through rejections and trying to make all the things happen and, you know, 
accomplish this or, or try to get to, you know, this stage of life and just roadblocks or being told no, or, you know, just those rejections and um, got back into my head again. And because, you know, growing up, of course, um, bullying in, in high school, you know, watching the alcoholic parents, me and my stepdad never getting along, you know, the mental and physical abuse from that situation. Uh, it didn't, you know, make me have very much self-confidence or self-esteem. And just, you know, after that season and was like, you know, what are you here for? You know, what is your purpose? What are you doing? And I got sick and tired of, you know, feeling that way and getting in my head that way. And of course, most seasons, uh, when those, you know, heavy challenges come, uh, it was, I lean into reading devotionals and would go and read a devotional and key in on uh, specific words. So like acceptance or love or worth. And that's what I did, trying to you know, pull myself back up out of that season I was in. And I just basically started reading devotionals and journaling thoughts and the divine download that I felt like I was getting. And so I had probably about um, two weeks worth of journaling, you know, or days wrote out. And I was like, well, man, you know, you've got two weeks, you've got 14 days already wrote out. So why don't you keep going and why don't you, you know, make a book out of it? And, um, you know, about that time is when I felt, uh, you know, God had gave me the inspiration as well uh, to make it a series, you know, a four part series and touch on each of the areas that I've always struggled with in life, because I know I'm not alone and, you know, feeling unworthy or not loved and, of course, not accepting yourself. And so I kind of went from there and I'm like, all right, well, we're going to make it a book and it's going to be a devotional journal. And um, and then, of course, I was like, OK, well we're writing a book, but you know, that thought, honestly, I never would have had that thought had it not been for the apex group, because there's so many people in there who have written books before. So that's kind of where that seed was planted to write a book. But if I wouldn't have been in apex, I never would have wrote a book. It would have been a thought that I'm um, so it would have just been, you know, thoughts on a page and stayed, you know, tucked away in a notebook if it wouldn't have been for the group and publishing. And like you say, having those people um, in your corner and in your circle that helps, you know, propel you to reach new things and right. do, you know, accomplish things that you probably wouldn't do if you didn't have those people in your corner. Right. And it's always good to have that. Right. I like in, in chapter one, right. You say when the enemy asks you, who do you think you are? Right. And I've had that conversation many times um, with myself answer back. 
you know, and that you are a child of God. You are brought, you are bought and paid for by the blood of Christ and the true essence of who we are rests in God alone. I am loved. I am accepted. I am worthy. I love that. Right. Cause how true is that? Right. You know, it's funny in, in, uh, in my day job, right. When I'm working with clients who, who I'm trying to help get clean and sober, one of the first things, even if it's in a place, you know, that doesn't really let me uh, talk about that. Right. Because that's not their thing. And but I slide, if they give me an opening, phew, I slide in there and I always tell them, I always tell them, um, I said, always keep your head up, right? Because you are a child of God and God does not make junk. That's one of my, I say that all the time. And I said, so if he doesn't make junk, why do you think you're junk? You know, and they would just look at me like, what are you talking about? But I say that all the time, right? And I say it over and out. I plant that seed in their brain. And those are exactly yeah. the same things I tell them. I said, you're loved, you're accepted, and you're worthy, right? You're you're worth the best sobriety possible. So go out and get it, right? And then they kind of just look at me like, oh, wow. Like someone actually believes in me, right? And I go, well, it's true though, you know? And I love yeah. that, um, right? And But you're right. Um, well, uh, fortunately for me, I had a couple people right before I joined Apex that I was always on, already on that process of writing a book uh, and doing that. Um, but they ended up joining Apex, right? And they go, dude, you got to join, right? So thank God I listened to them and I joined. And now I get, you know, I've expanded my 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 circle, right? That includes you and other people in Apex. Um, so this is this has been just one amazing interview. So like. I so appreciate you coming on and, and and sharing your story, like I said earlier with us. And um, so what I like to ask, um, like if, like your art, talk about your art for a little bit. Like it's a beautiful art. If you can't see an audience, I can. It's behind her. She's, she's a wonderful artist um, because you talked about that in the beginning. Like what got you started with that? And then now you're doing a book like like I have no artistic <laughs> talent whatsoever amy like if you saw my stick person you would laugh and go start over max but anyway she has some beautiful art behind her tell the audience about your art and what got you started into that oh well don't feel bad i can't draw stick figures that well <laughs> ah, she's trying to make me feel good everybody that's all right i still love her <laughs> um well, Max, I would tell you, like uh, I tell everybody else, um, we think that we are not that creative, but you wrote a book. So you are a creative in that fashion because creativity is not strictly just paint and a brush and a canvas. It can be writing a book, poetry, landscaping construction i mean just anything that you create out of an idea is creativity in my book so so be a little bit better with yourself on that one i'm sure you draw a, i'm sure you draw a fine stick figure <laughs> uh, no i have to be honest i don't but anyway i get what yeah. you're saying you're right and until i met someone like you and you right i realized that we're all creative and just we have our own thing, like you said, that we have to yeah. just we find our purpose, what we're good at, and then use those gifts to share with the world. And right. you have beautiful art and your book. So um, yeah. 
I really appreciate it. So there's a couple of questions I like to ask my guests, right? You're going to see it in my title of my book. So um, I'm going to ask you the first one, fearless. Uh, what does fearless mean to you, Amy? And how does that show up in your life today? Uh, fearless. <clears throat> I would say fearless is when you keep going when you think you can't, when you are at that point of saying, you know, I can't do this anymore, but then there's something deep down that just says, go one more step. Um, it's just pushing past when you think you have nothing left. Yeah, I love that. Sometimes you got to push past. Like, I, I knew I had you on here for a reason. I needed that reminder, <laughs> right? Pushing past when we think we don't have enough, then we find out yeah. we do. Um, I love mm -hmm. that. Um, second question, right, is happiness, knowing I put the why in there. Uh, mm -hmm. What does happiness mean to you, Amy? And how does that show up in your life on a daily basis? Uh, you know, that is something that I feel we all search for on a daily basis is um, in Sometimes when you ask people, you know, what is it that you truly want? And they may say, oh, well, I want to be happy. But I think sometimes we get too caught up in maybe the what or the how of the happy when happiness is honestly being content in your skin. It's being happy that you woke up that morning. Uh, and I think happiness to me, um, it's, I think the happiness comes from just the, honestly, uh, being the content right. in your skin, uh, being happy for the gifts that you have being happy about the talents or skills that you have and the happiness part being from when you can extend and show those gifts and talents to the world. There you go. Um, because for, for, for me, um, encouragement is one of my gifts. And so if I know somebody is having a bad day and I'm not having a good day myself, if I can make them smile or, um, you know, just lift them up or encourage them, that fills me with so much happiness and contentment to know that, you know, I had a positive impact on someone's day. Yeah. I was able to lift person up and make them feel better that day. 
you know, because like you say, a lot of people just kind of feel like they're alone and they don't have anybody in their corner or nobody will make time for them. Yeah, I agree. I, I couldn't said it better myself, right? It's, and that's why I put the why there, right? You get it. Like it's got to be come. That's why we talk about gratitude in our group so much, right? What are you grateful for? Like if you're not grateful, but it's hard to be grateful and sad at the same time, right? Or unhappy because it just it just doesn't work. And um, I love your definition because, right? It's all about trying to make someone feel better, right? Or help someone in some way or some form by, like you said, using your strengths, your talents, your whatever to make their their day a little bit brighter than it was the day before you know what i mean and i couldn't have said it any better so thank you for that um so people wanted to buy your book amy or your art how would they get a hold of you uh the book is available on amazon and i actually just uh published an ebook version of it as well uh, so if someone has Kindle Unlimited, um, I believe it's free or Kindle version is $4.99. Um, so they can get both ebook and print version from Amazon. Uh, for the art, I have a website uh, with some things uh, listed there. Uh, that's reflectionsbyhesper.com. Uh, they could also reach out to me either on Facebook or Instagram at Amy Hesper. Uh, they both have the same picture. Uh, they can just reach out, send a message. And um, yeah. Awesome. Well, you're not quite off the hook yet. One more question. <laughs> I love to ask this of my, my guests all the time before we end the show. So mm -hmm. goes like this. What is one piece of advice, Amy, that you would give my audience that would help them grow as a human being or become a better human being? What's that one piece of advice you would give my audience? Mm. Uh, well, the one piece of advice I would give, um, and this kind of goes to the question uh, about my art, and I don't think I specifically answered that question, but... Um, <laughs> The way that I got started was, uh, of course, needing an outlet uh, because of COVID lockdowns and everything, but um, not, it was either find an outlet or I was going down that path that my parents were of being an alcoholic uh, because I didn't know how to deal with everything right. uh, that was going on. And there were a lot of nights, you know, popping, you know, uh, a top or pouring a glass of wine and, and drinking all night. And I felt myself getting to that point. You know, I felt myself going down that path. I always said I would never go down. Right. And art became that outlet. And it's, you know, become that outlet for me as a way to release everything that's going on. Right. And for your audience, I would say um, if you find yourself 
taken a path that you don't want to go down or you are on a path that you want to get off of, but you need something else uh, to fill that space, I would say some form of creativity uh, would be extremely beneficial. Um, and again, uh, creating art, viewing art, both of those uh, are very beneficial because it helps your body in different ways. Creating allows you to release dopamine. Viewing art allows your body to raise in serotonin. And viewing art uh, is almost equivalent to seeing a loved one. So I would say if someone needs an outlet, art or creativity, some something to fill that space, I think would be very beneficial. Awesome. I love it. To hear that audience, draw a better stick man than Max and you'll be creative. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was awesome advice, Amy. And you're right. We all have the way, like you said, like for me, it is like, say, doing the yard. That's where I get creative because mm -hmm. that's where I just go off and, and get into my own world. And um, so you heard that, everybody. Thank you, Amy. For, for being a guest today. I so appreciate it. So if anybody, if you are, if you smiled, you laughed, you learned something, please leave a review. And until next time, and Amy, till next time, we will see you all later. Have a good, uh, good night, good morning, or good afternoon, everybody. I'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to Fearless Happiness. The numbers on addiction are absolutely stunning. Max lived in addiction for years and during that time made some terrible choices, losing his family, friends, and career. But he turned his life around and now Max works as a substance abuse counselor helping people in their recovery. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show and we hope you had fun along the way. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at maxnaced.com on Facebook at max.naced. Till next time, keep the fight and we'll see you soon.